Carol, can you hear me? I, yes. Is my picture not on? No. Oh, there we go. Hey. Hi. Carol. Love the background. I, oh, isn't that cool? I have very cool family. Oh, that's awesome. What is that a poster on the left I'm seeing? Yes. Yes, my sister made it for me. Oh, that's awesome. I know, and she sent it to me. I'm like, oh, my God, that is really cool. So <laughs> I thought I would share it with everybody. Yeah, I love it. So how have you been? Thanks and for coming on, on. And she's watching. Oh, so she is. Shout out. happy that I hung up. Shout out to Carol Sis. Yes. Um, so how have you been? Good. Is it? This has been wild. Really? Just yeah, like a crazy ride. You know, the last time something this big happened for me personally, like where it was like off the charts, I did Eminem's music video "Stan." Yeah, and they played it on you know on everything. And my phone rang off the wall. It was crazy. <laughs> like on the Grammys, they put that scene on the Grammys with Eminem wow. and playing the piano. And literally, I was getting called into offices that for things I wasn't even right for. I was like, oh, and really? people would say, oh, I just have to meet you because you did Eminem's music. <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, so this has that same kind of, you know, it's so Feeling. funny because you can do like plays on Broadway and all this stuff, but when you do something this, you know, this visible in the world, it's crazy. So it's been super fun. But this isn't this isn't your first uh, hooray in games, is it? Like you've done some. It's not my first hooray in games, but it's my first hooray in mocap. It is. I was going to ask you that. And you know what's so crazy? This is the craziest thing. The beginning, you know, they take about two years to complete them. Two years ago, I was like, this for this year, it's the only thing I haven't done. And I'm like, I want to do mocap. And people were like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm like, no, no, I want to do mocap, you know. And yeah. literally, this was the first thing I auditioned for. No way. So it's just the craziest story that was like kind of meant to be. You know, it was just this, this sort of, you know, definitely in the stars. Literally, it was a matter of like a couple of months. I'm like, this year I'm going to do mocap. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Um, and if you're an actor, mocap is like a gift from heaven. It's, it's an easy fit. I've been acting, you know, a long time since college, so... I've now told everybody you have to do mocap. It's just an easy fit for an actor. Well, it's it's that blend of theater and and on screen, isn't it? It completely is. And you know, I have a, a large voice background. So I've been doing voiceover for a long time, as long as I've been acting. But this was the first mocap. And to be crazy? the first one and to have it be this is just well, insane. You know, this is the second Biggest game of the year in terms of sales, don't you? Just behind Call of Duty, you know that. Don't you? And that's my next—that's my next one on the list that I'm putting out there into the universe. Um, you know, 
It's yeah. been such a gift and such a wild ride and so much fun. My niece, who's also on this call, she's a gamer. So it's been cool, you know, that it's something we share and, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't get any better than that. It's like, you know, it, it's just super fun and super fun that I don't look like her. <laughs> Lynn here says, oh my God, you're gorgeous, Carol. Oh. Absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> That's sweet. Well, I guess with the hags picture in back of me. <laughs> um, loved yeah. you in Resident Evil. Loved the hag. Oh. Uh, you know, as I think I might have mentioned to you, it's weird. I went and looked at my audition script and it was, you know, the prophetess. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, wise, determined. Uh, like, I forgot about that because then, you know, you never get the sides. Mm. You never get the sides of anything anymore. <laughs> you know, I auditioned for all this TV stuff and it's like, oh, it's actually Marvel. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, it says like Anne on, you know. Like yeah. nothing, is, you know, everything is an NDA now. And so yep. I had no idea. Really? Honestly, no idea. Even at the table read, no idea. So when did it come together that it was Resident Evil for you? How long in? Oh, pretty long <laughs> in for me. You know, I know a lot of people knew, knew Todd. And Todd, oh, I love Todd. Todd was you know, all my, I was just with Todd, yeah. you know, after the table read, I was just with Todd. So he was so wonderful to me. You know, I know he's been doing them for years and I'm like, Todd, he's like, I got you. You know, <laughs> he goes, you don't need any help. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just, a, you know, it's the technical stuff more than anything, but I had been really biting at the bit, you know, and I, I've done so much dance as a, you know, as a young as a student, mm. knowing that I was never going to be a dancer, but all that dance just helps you in mocap. Mm. I mean, here's every dance imaginable. You know, I actually, this is kind of a funny thing. I auditioned for Universal Studios years ago. I wanted to be a stunt person. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. I went up for that Ma, Ma character and I got pretty far. It was one of the flips that kind of I went. It's it's me and flips are a little strange, but but I got pretty far. Yeah, I just have had this thing of putting movement with acting, so it was kind of an easy fit for me personally. So when you're on the mocap for Resident Evil, are you hunched back over, really getting into it? Yeah, the entire time. <laughs> And, you know, I showed up at my audition like that because I saw the age on there and I went, but, but, but she wasn't as evil, you know, there wasn't that, that laughter wasn't there and any of that. And, but, you know, Steve said to me, you know, how are you with the hunch? I'm like, ah, the hunch is not, you know, so it was super, it, it was just, it was like, like a glove, you know, really. And, um, like, you know, Rosanna, who I adore, um, you know, the producer, she said to me, you know, like, I don't, I'm going to just give you a redirection just because, 
You know, I just had so much fun with it. He is one of the most wonderful people to work for, especially because we worked during COVID and stuff. Mm. She took such good care of us like I was family. Oh, and I will be forever grateful to her for this. I've heard a lot of people say that about her, just that she was a, a real oh. pleasure to work with. Oh, and everything was, talk about crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Mm. You know, you could really be honest with her. In one of my scenes during COVID, I actually wore a shield um, and then did the voiceover in the studio because it was right in that crazy time, mm. you know, where we were like, what is going on here? You know, because we worked during, we worked through COVID. Yeah. And, and she's like, you can keep the shield on, you know, and everybody will keep their shields on. You know, if that will make you, I mean, just, you know, they were so great. It was, I'm telling you, it's all I want to do now <laughs> just, is mocap. I know, because it's just, it's a bit infectious, isn't it? For an actor, it is. Yeah. It, it's the perfect blend of being creative. Mm. You know, you have nothing. And so you're just, you're going with your instincts and you're creating it all, and those crows, you know, I had a lot of work with the crows, and that was kind of fun, and my my stick, and all that stuff was just... Well, you get to you get to play characters that you might not play on, on the screen, hey, as well. Not yet, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, honestly... My whole career, I've gone after characters in this mm. realm. You know, I've done a lot of horror films. I know you and, have. And it's just a thing that I'm drawn to something that isn't. I've never been a, here's your papers, Mr. Smith. It's just not me. Mm. You know, they're not going to hire me for that. You know, they're just going to get somebody. I'm not really that serviceable kind of actor. I like to... So I go after the juicy stuff. Yeah. You know. Why do you think I that is? Why have you done so many horrors, do you think? Is there <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you um, don't know? Honestly, I think it's because, you know, somebody sees one thing. Yeah. You know, one of my very first TV shows was Dallas, that show Dallas. And on the show, they did a close-up of my face on the screen, just my face. With my um, for my audition, I put um, Worcestershire sauce in my hair because I didn't know any better at the time. And but they did obviously they didn't do that when I shot it. But yeah. on the screen, a close up of me screaming. <laughs> so that kind of set the path of I was in the drunk tank, you know. And they yeah. did this. Really, my face took up the whole screen, and I'm like, I think that was a path for the whole. <laughs> like it led the career, you know. Right. I'm just drawn to interesting projects. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a lot of them too, which I will try and get to um, over the next uh, little bit. I've got a question here from Sean who says, Salutations, Carol. Your performance in Resident Evil 8 was exemplary. I did have one question for you. Did the term hag seem a bit harsh for you? (laughs) Well, Sean, originally she was the prophetess which I thought was wonderful. When I saw that on my audition script, I'm like, oh, that's me. Mm. I'm so giving and warm and I like to help people. And about midway through, it said on the paper, AKA, 
the hair. Oh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, guys, what's this? <laughs> and, you know, it's fine. I don't care. It, I understand it. And it's certainly, you know, mm. I don't care. You can no. call me anything. Yeah. You yeah. know, I come from a family who never called anybody by their names. You know, all my uncles had names like Puddy. And I mean, like nobody had a name. So I'm kind of used to not answering by Carol. Um, my brother-in-law calls me Rudy. I mean, it's crazy. So, Hag, okay. Well, you, you grew up in New York, yeah? In New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're in LA now? Yeah, I've been out here a long time. Yeah, a long, long. LA actually fits me better, which is kind of an interesting thing. But my family's still back there, so I go back a lot, but. Is it's it the funny. lifestyle or what What suits you better? Yeah. 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 A, I mean, I went to NYU, so I started my career in New York. You know, I was mm. actually working while I was in college. I was doing some soap opera stuff. Um, and I, I almost wish I had come out here just a little bit earlier. I love it here. Yeah. Who wouldn't love waking up to the sun? You know, it's the <laughs> sun. It's the, you yeah. feel like you're on vacation. Really? Yeah. All- yeah, it's great. Uh, Kisma, so. you were amazingly creepy in Resident Evil 8. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. <laughs> You're welcome. And that's a compliment. I mean, it's a compliment. Ca- I know it is. Carol, you did an amazing job. I love re-watching your scenes, but I wish there were more from Solar. You know, there was one more, and then it got, you know, as as happens, it gets reworked, and I wish so too. Um, but you know, it's not my story. It's, you know, it's mother Miranda, you know, but thank you for that's a compliment. And so, you know, you can't tell us what that extra scene is, I'm guessing. (laughs) Well, it actually had a lot to do with the crows, crows (laughs) but you know, and of course there's no crows, you know, so you're trying to find the crows, the crows are coming on your arms and yeah. Right. Okay. But you know they they work so diligently on these scripts. It's amazing the precision on every detail. Mm. I mean, everybody's there. There's nothing, and I I also direct uh, voiceover, so I am like a stickler of detail. And I was just I, I was like so impressed. Everybody's there. There's not a stone left unturned. There, you can always discuss something. It, it mm. just, it's its exactly how you, you as an actor hope you can always work. Oh. With some, you know, there's, Steve was great. Like, there's input, you know, and I, I'm sort of an actor's director. So I love, I'm not like, I've never shown up at a set and go, this is my performance and this is it. You know, mm. I actually brought the laugh to the table. There was no. She never laughed on the script. Really? Because that's that makes <laughs> makes up half the character for me. That laugh, and knowing now that you've you were the one behind it a little bit. That's that's cool. I like that they give you a little bit of leeway and a little bit yeah. of yeah. You know, oh yeah. I mean, that's the beauty, isn't that? You know, while you hope you're getting hired, that you bring something to the table that you know. I always think in all animation, honestly, every character should have a laugh. Whether it gets used or not, it's part of 
Mm. You know, we all have our own laughs. So, mm. you know, I'm just a big believer in that. And to me, you know, it's funny. You do it. I just did it one day. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, now it's in. <laughs> it's in it's every happening. scene. Yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. run it back. <laughs> laugh louder. Laugh, you know. So how did the voice come about? Is is this a voice you had in your back pocket the whole time? Well, how did it, it all? You know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, um, I forget what year it was. I did side effects with Steven Soderbergh. And she was this creepy. We all got cut. You know, that film was, oh, really? I worked yeah. on it for two weeks. We were all like cuckoo's nest. You know, like they hired a bunch of us and we all had individual parts and we all worked for two weeks with all this great stuff. And you all got cut. It all got cut. Really? Yeah. We all got paid and I'm still making money on it. Thank goodness. (laughs) But yeah, you know what? They shaped it into kind of a different movie and took there were so many wacky characters in that movie. Like Mm. and so this character she didn't have that creepy. She didn't have that creepy voice, but she had that kind of a posture and mm. bit of a um, same vibe. Yeah, definitely because we were in a mental institution. You know, it's a place <laughs> in a mental institution. And Steven Soderbergh was so kind to me. He said to me, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna do what's on the page. Do you have any ideas?" I go, "Oh yeah." And if you didn't think I had an idea that made me the star of the show, you know, so I, I made this whole scene up, you know, with me just doing more. And because originally she like climbed on the window and licked the window of the mental institution. And he didn't like that. He said, I don't want you licking the window. Uh, do you have any other ideas? I said, oh, I do. He said, let's just see what they are. So Jude Law was in my scene with me and he said to me, I got you. You just, I'll follow your lead. And it was one of the, I'm getting chills talking about it because it was truly an amazing experience. Rooney Mara was on the other side of the glass. Wow. And I was supposed to be like her, um, what she could turn into because she was in the mental institution. So like her alter ego. Mm -hmm. So I had made up this whole backstory for her and Jude Law comes walking down the hall and he's, what he's trying to do is to get me back to my room. And I had made up this whole story and he was, and to this day, I call him one of the kindest, most generous actors. We improv really? this whole scene. And then of course you have to do it over and over, but because I'd kind of written it in my head, it was easy, easy to do over. Yeah. And wow. I'm going to share this because I, I, so after we did it, we did a lot of takes of it, close-ups, the whole deal. He, you know, we were done and I was crying and all this dramatic stuff. And I went to kind of go chill out. You know, I went to find a place after we we cut. And he came to find me, Jude Law. Like he, he went out of his way to come and find me, to talk to me about the scene. I, to this day, I think about it and I have such admiration for him. He didn't need to do that. Nah, yeah. You know, to say... I hope they keep it in. What a scene that, you know, just co- nice things. Mm. And I'm like, who does that? So I've been nurturing, you know, I did this other thing, the witch in the window, which was this creepy. And I, of course, was the witch. <laughs> it, so it, she's been nurtured kind of 
over the years yeah. of, you know, but the mocap lend itself another color. Yeah. You yeah, know, right. The, the stuff on the, you know, she drags around this stuff with all this stuff on it. <laughs> the altar scene blew my mind when I oh, saw the I altar, love that scene. Yeah. I, 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 there's people in my life that still don't understand it. You know, I got a text this morning, that makeup job on you. I'm like, you know, like, they still think it's me in the makeup. I'm like, it's not me in the makeup. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And, but when I saw the detail in that altar scene, mm. I just flipped. I went, ah, you know, they're telling you what it is, but you, you have nothing. Can you, know, you? You've got pipes. Yeah, yeah. Are you seeing, like, when you're re-watching that scene, are you seeing your facial expressions? Like, can you remember doing those? Is oh, it- absolutely. Yeah. Because you're doing a lot of takes of stuff, you know, because you're, which I really appreciate. And Todd told me that, which I adore. I just adore Todd. He was so helpful to me, and he said to me, we'll be doing it again, don't worry. <laughs> and again. And I'm like, I'm good. You know, I've always been an actor. If I, I am the happiest when I'm on set, you know, or in a sound booth, my two favorite places. So I never, you know, I never, to this day, I'm not jaded about the work. I love working. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. Now I just want to do mocap. <laughs> <laughs> so is the voice something you can turn on? Because there's a few people here asking for the voice to come out. Is it is it something you can do oh, out of the blue or what? It's only a, it's what's my line? It's only, a, it's only a riddle if you don't know the answer. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I'll give you credit because every scene you are in, you just you can't help but look away as a player. You know, you're just captivated in it. And not many, not many actors could pull that off. I'll tell you right now. So, my Very kudos sweet. to you. Thank you. I think they need to make. You know, I, I, I just kept wanting to go back there. I was like, does she come back? Does she turn into? Yeah. You know? But you, you know, honestly, you don't really know the story. No. You know, you. We were all at the table read, but. It's so far from the table read to when you actually, you know, see it that you're like, I don't remember that. I actually sat next to Maggie. This is kind of a funny story. I sat next to her and I loved her voice. And I said to her, she was new in town. And I said, listen, here's my phone number. I said, if I can help you in any way, you have a magnificent voice. I said, and I know you don't know people and I know what it is to be new somewhere. If you had ever told me, You know, because we're all reading, but you don't hear, you know, you don't know that it's going to transform into that. I'm so happy for her. She's a lot. She was lovely, you know. So you've met a lot of the cast or what? I only met them that day. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I met Sarah, you know, who I know you interviewed, who I, Sarah read with me at my audition. And um, she loves you, by the way. I, she is, she was so warm to me at my audition, like, like an actor, you know, there's a, when somebody, I always say to people, don't you want actors to give you the best performance? Mm. Then 
help them give you the be bet, nice you know. and yeah be uh, open they were so sarah is oh that's who she is she's warm and she's and she's as talented as nice and so she was there so i met her that day and then i met neil heisenberg came to work after me one day and i just was he was so nice talk about talented <laughs> and it's handsome. annoying isn't it <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's so and and todd so i i feel sort of left out of that group that got to do all those scenes together i'm like oh, i wanted to play with them you know and because i wanted to you just loved gun- it excuse me you just loved it eh Oh, mm. the, you can't, I would be driving home, like wanting to go back. And mm. it always felt like, can I stay longer? You know, that's really, <laughs> honest. it's very, it's very freeing as an actor when you get to create like that, you know, cause before that I had done Wasteland three, which was great. You know, I love working and that's like 14 pages of dialogue. You know, it's you in the booth. By yourself. Going at it, yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you what I've sort of done with my career. My manager also has something to say about it. (laughs) Like she said to me, listen, you need an updated TV credit. You know, you need a new TV credit. So let's get you some TV. You know, so I did Good Girls where I played some drug drug person, a person transporting drugs in a truck. (laughs) But so I kind of go after what's sort of what's in front of me but i've always done that like i never just did one thing i actually was acting and i tripped onto voiceover like literally my agent said you're right for this i'm going to send you in and it was my second job and i made thirty thousand dollars and i went gee i think i'm gonna like focus on voiceover you know so I've always stayed in all of the genres. So whatever kind of, you know, when I was, I was in New York for a couple of years, um, hanging out with my mom and all this film stuff. That's when I got side effects and deliver us from evil. That's another one. Oh, I've got to talk to you about that. Deliver us from evil is going to be the next exorcist. That's what they were touting it to be. Yeah. With Banna and Edgar Ramirez, Eric Banner and Aussie, another Aussie, <laughs> and right, he oh, right, yeah, <laughs> he was in my scene, which of course got cut. Um, oh, no. I had this great, creepy scene in a jail cell. In a real, we were in a real jail cell, like I was on the dirty floor oh. eating food. <laughs> off this tray and I'm like guys can you just put it on like a lunch tray for me please <laughs> <laughs> like it was really gross oh. but I mean there were three of us kind of creepy people and so she's this character's kind of been nurtured yeah so to finally see it kind of come to fruition and not end up on a cutting room floor is really exciting to me right you know, that makes sense yeah yeah there's nothing there's nothing more fun than that I kind of have always gone after the, you know, dramatic and like, 
I, look, I know that I'm not a desperate, and you know, I'm not the desperate housewife lady. And so when you find your road to travel in, you're like, I'm going to take up this, you know, that's my lane. And so I, it's been, you know, great for me. Sometimes in LA, people sort of want to stay in like they, you know, they want to stay in that category of the desperate housewife. I'm like, absolutely not. Let me take all the work of the crazies. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's super fun. Well, and it's better to be typecast than not cast, isn't it? <laughs> and better to, or how I feel, better to accept, you know, when I was younger, you know, going right out of college, I had a few people say to me, you're going to work a lot when you get older. I knew I was a character actress. It's not like I was, you know, they were, they try to mold you into something. And I'm like, right. You know, now, yeah, yeah. Time. now you can have 85 piercings and pink hair and we have a series for you, you know, mm. but it wasn't like that. No. And so I just kept nurturing work and I worked a lot, you know, and I work a lot in voiceover. So it always kept me working. And then I started directing voiceover, which made me a better voiceover artist. So you direct voiceover for what sort of projects usually? I used to direct um, all the promos for when it was UPN, shows like Moesha and Eddie, Legacy. Uh. I directed all those promos for a couple of years, which was insane because I was (laughs) directing and running to auditions. I mean... I never stopped. I just didn't want to stop acting. So I'd be trying to direct talent right. in the booth. Yeah, it was a little crazy. <laughs> um, but it actually, I got to work with everybody. I mean, Kevin Michael Richardson, Steve Bloom, Carlos Alizraki. I know all these guys. Really? Wow. So, yeah, because they funny? all were doing promos before they were doing cartoons. Yeah. So... You know, Maurice LaMarche, Pinky in the Brain, they all would come in. And I was like this new young director going, oh, my goodness, I'm directing that person, you know. And Mm. but what because I was already doing voiceover, it was an easy fit for me. And so I just always threw my, you know, it's like I'm going to do this now just so I could keep working. And it's I. I stopped doing the promos because I didn't want to be in a studio for 16 hours a day. Yeah, it gets too much, yeah. Yeah. With no windows. Oh, yeah. Claustrophobic a little bit. Going, yeah. are, you, are you meeting us? I'm like, I have to get it approved first, you know. And yeah, you're like, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I like that freedom. So for Deliver Us From Evil, that was Scott Derrickson, yeah? Yeah, who went on to do Doc, Doctor Strange, right? The Marvel. day the Earth stood still, too. Yeah. Wow. Did you did I you know. see that talent in him? Do you think he was going to go on to that sort of? He was so lovely to me at my callback. He said to me, because my manager didn't actually know who he was, and she said, "Are you sure you want to do this? You you keep doing these creepy." I said look him up. Do you not know who he is? (laughs) And so I actually, I was in Manhattan for that. And he said to me, I already cast you. 
I just wanted to meet you in oh, person. Oh, that's I, cool. Person, I know that's it. When people do that, you're like, Steve actually did that to me at my callback for this. Really? Yeah. He said, "We we kind of want you if you want you know want to do this, but I wanted to meet you. You don't have to, you know. I saw what I need to see. I mean, they just, you know, when you feel that freedom like that." It doesn't get any better than that. You know, it's it's not always like that, but when it no. is, you know. So yeah. I definitely knew who Scott was. Yeah. So I've been fortunate. I got I've gotten to work with like, you know, the Steven Soderbergh. I mean You've worked with you some know, pretty acclaimed directors, yeah. It's and I on Good Girls, I just worked with my first woman director. Oh, nice. I've never worked with a woman. Isn't that crazy? It was really crazy. I I was like, this is bizarre. I'm working with a well, this, and I went I went. You've never worked with a woman before, isn't that? It's kind of a little weird, but and she was lovely, Lee. So it's just you know, it's taken women a while, I guess, to kind of get get their credits going. But I've been fortunate. I I've had some really interesting. Um, whether I ended up on the cutting room floor or not, the experiences. I'll tell you a kind of a crazy story. So I did Miami Vice and who do you think was my partner in my scene? James Brown. <laughs> How insane is that? Wow. Right? Fire. This is my second job and I'm like... Unbelievable. I'm sitting across from James Brown. <laughs> Your second job? And my second job were you, and everybody were you just nerves out of the roof uh, I, you can't even know oh. like uh, and I'll tell you why I was more nervous everybody flew to Florida and I mean everybody I looked out on the sound stage and I'm looking at Whoopi Goldberg everybody wanted to see him work they didn't come to see me work they came to and so I was just like this is this is insane you know so it was quite an experience that day. He was lovely, you know, mm. not a little bit, um, you know. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, to have that be to, to have that be an experience where you're like, oh, I'm working with somebody. I'm working with James Brown, you know. So yeah. I kind of found myself that that's been sort of my path of it's not like I sought it out. It it's just sort of happened that way, and it's kind of a cool thing, you know, where you feel like you have you have those experiences of people that you either admire or their icons, and you get to be in their presence, you mm. know, and it's it's fun. It must you know? be weird though, you know, people that you, you you know you know that are famous or you know, and then working with them and trying to be professional. You know what I mean? <laughs> well. It's only weird if they don't reach up to your expectations, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Like, I always loved Jude Law as an actor. I just did. And so when I worked with him that day and found him to be as nice as he was talented, I went, <clears throat> that to me is the perfect. Is he your new favorite actor now? <laughs> well, that was a lot, you know, it was, wasn't yesterday. No, it was, yeah. At the time. I was like, if yeah. I see him again, I'm going to tell him. I mean, those as an actor, you know, those are the experiences that you you just, you know, you you hold on to and know that 
you're going to pay, you're going to pay it forward also to people when you're, you know, whenever you're in that opportunity, when somebody goes, Oh, you're doing that. And you're like, you know, I know some people that have been like, you're on resident evil, you know, and I know them personally. I'm like, yeah, but we're, we're all still the same people. You know so, what I mean? So with your friends and family, you mentioned your niece was a gamer. So did she, was she happy when you told her or what, like, what do your immediate family and friends think about this? Well, I couldn't say anything for, you know, you can't. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. That was so hard for me not to tell her. <laughs> the hardest thing ever. And I also work, I'm very close friends with a sound engineer and I couldn't tell him either. He's a big gamer. And I was like, so the when it got released, I sent him a picture the day that, and he's like, I mean, screaming. Yeah. Oh, like, that's awesome. He knew I had done a project, but I never talked about it. But I never, I kind of never do. And I'll tell you why. When you get cut in things, which ever happens to every actor, you start not to tell people. Like you're like, oh, I'm right. going to go do it. I'm going to go do a voiceover job. And. Because, you know, in the beginning, you tell everybody. I told everybody about my, you know, when it's your first. And then you get cut and you're like, they're like, where were you? I didn't see you. Yeah. So so I don't tell anybody anymore. You know, I just don't until it, you know. So when this came out and then my niece texted me and she's like, you're on. Some guy put you on his, um, what do you call that? You know, on uh, YouTube on the, um, oh, gosh. You know, I was like the picture on the. Um, what do oh you my mean? Gosh, on you know the day it came out, someone took this picture and yeah. put it. Yeah, you um, know who I that came- was? Me. It was you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I did a video with all the characters and the actors next to each other. Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, I know you did that. Yeah. I know you did. That. Oh, okay, okay. I think he's from. Ireland, I think. Oh, okay. okay. No, I would have known. I've been, I've been watching your stuff. I would. No, okay. I saw what you did. I saw what you oh, did. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so <laughs> you know, she doesn't like horror. She plays games, and she plays a lot of games, but she doesn't do. She didn't like the horror in it. Oh, okay. So I'm going to tell on her, but she hasn't played this game. I'm like, listen, I'm going to get you the game. She's like, yeah, don't do horror. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Which I, you know, my sound engineer friend, Elliot, he said, Carol, it's, it's really dark. Like it's, you know, it's great, but it's, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, Exciting. Kisma, he says, Carol, you're an amazingly charming person. Thank you for being here. And thank you for your incredible work. Thank you. Um, Smith's fan says, Nicole Tompkins said, the whole cast was in awe of your performance, Carol. Goodness. How's that? That's not a bad compliment. No. <laughs> Maybe because nobody, you know, I didn't work with any of them. They all saw each other working. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why, right? So I probably was like, um, I never met Michelle. Really? Always- what? Isn't that crazy? Oh, for- man. Michelle is Mother Miranda. So how did that scene work where, you know, you're coming in and out? Sort of that. that... You just get told kind of what the dynamics are, but right. you, but I never, you know, 
sometimes we decided who was going to do, you know, sometimes it was like, am I, is she doing this line or am I, you know, I didn't, you didn't really know that, but no, I, I've met her online, you know, it's crazy. It's, you know, when COVID hit, it kind of put everything in a little bit of a, you know, the rules were so strict that you definitely weren't working, you know, everything was spaced out. We had bins that you had to put, you know, I didn't bring anything into the studio. Everything was really, you know, a very black and white. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did you? So I didn't meet her. I can't, I said to Sarah, I can't, well, I hope I can now work with everybody that I haven't worked with that I've now seen in their clips and stuff. But it's crazy. Well, I know Steve, the director, performance director, he watches these. So, Steve, you're listening. Make sure you get Carol back for nine. Resident I Evil love nine. Steve. <laughs> Steve, Steve is just like, you just feel like you're with a friend, you know? Yeah. He's open. He's, he's an actor's director. He's just, you're just like, oh, everything wasn't, and I have nothing to, everything was just so great. I mean, COVID wasn't great, you know? No, um, but it actually sounds like this was like the perfect project because all the actors I've had on say the same thing. They just had a blast. It, well, especially for me, because I didn't really know, you know, like I think I heard some girl, uh, I think it was somebody, I forget who it was, that said, might have been Michelle saying, no, it wasn't, she didn't know Todd either. I don't know. She knew Todd, but she didn't, you know, so she, when she saw him at the table reach, she was like, hmm, you know, because you don't, there's nothing in it that's going to give it away. So I had no idea. I was really in the dark. And I'm pretty good, you know, like if somebody says to me, don't say anything, I'm really that person that doesn't tell no. secrets. You know? So for me, I've signed so many NDAs. <laughs> I'm like, and then you it's forget It's just the it. second nature, yeah. You have to forget about them. You know, you go, okay, we'll see if where this goes, you know. And I had no idea, like no idea, until we got one email, I'm like, Okay, this is interesting. Um, but again, I just kept, you know, because I thought I'm over telling people anything because then if you end up not in it, you're like, they're like, what? I thought you were in. Am I going to see you're like, you know, every actor, especially in Los Angeles, has been to a premiere where they've invited people and you're not in the film. Oh, that's you know? that's got to be. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't bring anybody anymore. Now I just go and see if I'm still in it. Or I'll say to somebody, tell me if I'm still in it. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually text my sister lives on the East Coast. And I go, <laughs> when Good Girls aired, I, te- I sent her a text. I said, oh, just so you know, my Good Girls is on tonight. She said, you're telling us this now? I said, it's on in 20 minutes. Let me know if I'm in it. <laughs> and so she writes me at like 10 to 11. She goes, you're in it. You can watch it. You know, it's uh, kind of. Yeah, she yeah. goes, why don't you say anything? I said, because, you know, you don't yeah. want to keep. Um, yeah. Every actor has gone. Yeah. 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 Every actor has little- gone through it. Yeah. So did you know. Uh, were you told the whole time that your character was was really Mother Miranda? Was that like the first thing you knew, or you never you didn't find this out till a while in, or what? 
No, you we we kind of knew that, but I okay. it didn't have like I knew it, but I don't think I understood it. Okay. I knew I understood kind of oh hey, we take shape. Okay, she, she's a shapeshifter. Okay. I, but I didn't know how I I didn't know where she was going in the story. No. So I had no idea. I'm like Which must be difficult, by the way. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I could have been there for that heart scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is something I wish I was on set for mm. to see how that was done, you know, and So that yeah, was all I, voice, I'm guessing that scene, yeah. For you anyway, yeah, yeah. You're just like so you a lot of times you don't know past your scenes cuz nobody really remembers, you know, you do the table read and then it's a year and a half later, you know, that you're going. So you don't really, I don't remember any of what I heard at the table read, really. I just remember some of the characters. Mm-hmm. And so it's all, yeah, so you really don't have an idea that much. Yeah, But right. it's pretty cool because they really do. And Steve is really was really good about this is this and this is this. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. It's uh, yeah. It so was... all your scenes, Todd's in front of you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he was really helpful to me because sometimes he, you know, he had done so many of these, and yeah, I just felt the freedom as an actor to they're like cover the space. I'm like not a problem for me, you know. <laughs> like I, I was that kid in college, honestly, at NYU that climbed on furniture in the room. You know, like I was balls to the wall. That's really? just what I did. Yeah. Yeah, because what else was I doing there? You know what I mean? It was, it, I think one of my friends is here. We went to college together and we were both working. She was dancing profesh- professionally. So we were like, our parents want us to get these degrees, but we're going to just do our thing. Right. So, I mean, we did crazy stuff there. You know, just crazy. I remember climbing on furniture in the room, climbing <laughs> over things, because I think there's a part of me that knew once I got out there, I would feel less safe to do that. You know, less, less, not safe, less, yeah, less safe. Like I wouldn't want to take that chance. Although I'll right. tell you, now the pendulum has swung. Like now I just feel that freedom to. So you don't get embarrassed at all. You can do anything, and you're f- you don't feel anything. No, I honestly don't. Wow. I I I think that comes from experience, or yeah. it. I've done crazier things in my family, like <laughs> you know, and my sister's on this call, I think, and she can you know vouch to it. But I, you know, I love, I really love to work, and so I anytime I get a chance to to sink my teeth into something. Yeah. I try to go as deep and as not as big, but as deep and to see what else is there. What is there that's not on the page? That's fun for me. I'll tell you a little thing. So the character was howling. (laughs) Yeah. So she no longer howls. (laughs) When that, uh, and when the howl, you know, when we cut the howl, 
that's when I added the laughter. Ah, okay. Right. So, although I have to tell you that I love the howl. Um, <laughs> but you don't want to lead with creepiness. You know, creepiness should come out of, I think it's much more interesting if it comes out of what you're doing, not something added on. So I think it was a really smart. Is that why they cut it, you reckon? I I think it, I I think I, I probably, I don't know this. I think I just probably looked crazy. Like. (laughs) Too much. You know. But too big, you think? I I don't know. You know, I can't really answer that. But I was just like, I loved it. Because, you know, it's so freeing. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Go and, you know. <laughs> you can't I was just howling around my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Something really funny happened the day before I went to work. I was, you know, in the posture, kind of walking around my apartment. just Because, you know, you stay in that posture. Mm. Or I do anyway. Just oh, really? Wouldn't your back hurt? Well, you have to remember the... I mean, not not while we're eating lunch or anything, but no. but it, you have to kind of remember the level, how far down you go kind of thing. And so I was practicing the posture around my house, and I fell over one of the steps in my apartment. <laughs> and I laughed so hard, and I went, I don't care if your foot is broken. Like the minute, <laughs> and I found myself flying into the air. I'm like, holy crap. If I break my foot, literally, we were working the next day. And I went, you're putting ice on this foot, and I don't care if you're bandaging it with toilet paper. You're going to cover it up and show up there. But you know what? Were you worried? Were you worried? or you Only for the second when I was flying over the (laughs) Um, I It actually was humorous to me. I went, of course you're going to do this before you go to, you know. I always tell people the the craziest crap is going to happen to you as an actor. You know, our lives are so, you, uh, they're not predictable. No. So it's, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. And I'm going to tell you, I would have showed up there with, there was no way I wasn't going. So I was like, no. okay, puts a little bit of ice on it. You're good to go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to picture you just hunched back around your house and then falling. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny <laughs> to think about, but it's uh, yeah, it's a little crazy. But I'm kind of known for my pratfalls, honestly. I uh, <laughs> I booked a few jobs falling into rooms. Like I, I'm a little bit clumsy. Um, Same I was here. auditioning, Same going here. to a callback for a commercial, and. Girls like to put a lot of junk in their bags, you know, their makeup and everything. And I walked into the room. There were like so many people there, like 15 people for a commercial. And I had to play the piano. And I walked in and my sneaker, it sort of hit the floor. Anyway, I went flying and my bag and all the junk fell all over the floor. And it was embarrassing. But to me, it was funny. You know, you got mascara flying across the room, all this stuff. And I just started laughing and I said, <laughs> I forget what I said, but I made a joke out of it. You know, I booked the job. And I I I think what the story about that is that I you just have to accept who you are. You know, I didn't freak out. I wasn't proud of it. I didn't plan it. It's just the way 
I love what that. What are you going to do? You're going to be gonna upset do? about it? Mm. I made a joke about it. I, I actually picked up all the junk, threw it in my bag. I said, I'm famous for my pratfalls if you want to include any of those in the scene. You know, That's I made great. a joke. That's great. That what probably you helped do? you get the job besides the I don't know. incredible talent. But no. <laughs> disobligate, disobligate. You know, what's the worst that could happen? I thought, what's the worst? I actually didn't think I was going to book it mm. because my piano playing is um, minimum at best. <laughs> and um, But I can play the best Little Rhapsody in Blue you ever heard. But that's about it. <laughs> well, so, of play course, to your that's strength. what I thought. Excuse me? <laughs> play to your strengths, eh? Well, that's, yeah. My sister's a pianist, but I'm like the fake pianist who can, if I get a piece and I take it long enough, I can learn it. And so that's what I did. And I couldn't believe they gave me this job. I was like, this is all I can play, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> and yes, they actually handed me a book with the, the with a piece in it. When I got to set, I'm like, I can't read that piece. And I had to come clean. I'm like, I can't really sight read that piece that quickly. And the guy's like, just look like you're playing it. Play with the right hand. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ari here says, I know you're a big horror fan, Carol. Is there any horror franchise that you'd like to be a part of in the future? Mm, good question. As much as I hate to admit this, I, I don't know we'd say that Marvel was horror, but I turned down a Marvel job. What? I, sorry, I didn't know. Sorry. I, can I, didn't I hear know that again? Marvel. Okay. I know, okay. I know. <laughs> um, but the truth of the story is okay. my mom had just passed and I booked the job and I was here and I just, it was January in New York and I didn't know it was Marvel because I told you, you audition, you have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. Like it has fake names on it. And yeah. And I just said to my manager, I don't have a flight in me. I just don't. I had just come back. It was a pretty emotional time. And Fair enough. Yeah. And she said, they're willing to, they want you. What What will you, you, it was like, I said, just pass on it. I don't want to get them pissed off. Anyway, this went on for like a week. It was crazy. And I kept saying, please just say no. And she said, well, the casting director slipped and it's Marvel. And I said, you know, honestly, and this is the truth. It was, I want to do Marvel, but I, but the character died. And if I want to do Marvel, I want to do a recurring character on it. Honestly, at this stage. Of the, so there was no chance she was going to come back. And I would get this Marvel page where the character just dies that day. <laughs> it's like, so it wasn't something that I felt in the scheme of everything. But I would love to be in a Marvel show. I think it would be super, you know, I see myself in several of them. And so I think that would be fun. Oh, yeah. You know, 100%. there's still that stunt girl in me, you know, that wants to, I want to fight. I want to do gun stuff, you know. Yeah, we got to get I, you in a Call of Duty, hey? Yes, that's my, <laughs> that's, I'm putting that out into the, you know, and I actually did voiceover where they do Call of Duty. And I said, oh, this is a this is a sign. All the Call of Duty posters were all over the place. And I'm like, 
yeah this is one step in the right direction yeah yeah you know and i think vocally you know i have a low voice and so my whole career you know voiceover wise start you know cowboy bebop all that stuff was in the lower tones yeah and so i kind of got known in that world every time you know in that anime world once you're known you don't even audition. They just call you up. And it's really lovely. I don't do that work anymore. But at that time, they would just call you up and go, and you, hey, really? you wanna, you're right for this. And I had the best boss. I mean, I worked for them for years just doing. You did you a know, bunch of shows, didn't you? Yeah. More than are even listed because when, really? when anime, it was all non-union. And so we would like go in and sign names like. Peach fuzz. I mean, we would like write, make up like they don't care what you call, you know, it was a million years ago. And so when my niece came into the picture and she turned out to be a, like a gamer and a anime, she's a big anime girl. I decided that I really wanted my name on stuff because I knew it would mean something to her. She's a big anime. She she doesn't really like the English, you know, the English dubs. She prefers the Japanese, yeah. Yes, and only really watches them, but she watched mine, you oh, know. But that's cool. Like the Cowboy Bebops and yeah. the Trigun, stuff like that. But, yeah, which I understand. Yeah. I'm actually going to direct, I'm creating a an anime with some with a group of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Last, last two years. Wow. Any names yes, attached called, at the moment? Legong. Well, you know, it's funny. It, it, it depends who you ask, right? <laughs> because we thought, you know, we got names and, you know, but when they want names, they want celebrities. Ah, uh, okay. We have Yuri Lowenthal attached. I don't know if you know who Yuri yeah, is. Yeah, he's incredible. And, and so we would be at meetings with people. And they don't know him. We have Yuri Lowenthal and they're like, oh, good. <laughs> Really? No, they know him. You can't not know Yuri. We have Yuri and his wife are both in Tara. And they, Yuri's been so gracious with us. You know, he was in at the beginning of it. The the character was created around him. And so he sat, he's been so lovely, whatever you guys need, you know, because this, it takes a while to get a project like that. We've done the anime con, comic con, you know, I can't do the comic. The Comic Con thing for me is insane. So I send the boys. I'm like, you too go. much for you. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a little. I'm a little claustrophobic, especially with after COVID. It's probably make it any better. <laughs> yeah, and I, I Anime Con did me in, and Comic Con came after it, and I was like, I said, guys, you, do, yeah, you go. <laughs> I'll, I'm I'll take a back seat. Yeah, but yeah, so I. When we got Yuri, I was like, we've arrived. And they're like, you know, if you can get a celebrity name, I said, like who? <laughs> like, you know, they want. Is this the producers of like networks or that you're talking to or what? Yeah, Netflix yeah. and, you know. <clears throat> but we've had some guidance from some big people, you know, that have said they think that we'll do better in like Singapore that like it would do better there. So, you know, all of us, there's four of us involved and we all are doing, 
you know, one of the guys draws for the Simpsons um, that drew all our artwork. So he's got his day job, you know, everybody. Everyone, got it's a, a side job for everyone. Yeah. It has to be till it gets sold. Yeah. You know, so one of the guys, you know, has some babies. One of them's getting married, you know, so you, life happens and you have to. But we we spend time with it. You know, we. The characters are fabulous. I'm going to play, you know, Aunt Aunt May, you know, some crotchety old woman. And uh, and so it's uh, it's just a matter of getting somebody to go. Yes. Yeah. Here's the money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm a firm believer that you have to start creating. No, I love that you're doing that. Yeah. You got it. You got to always create, don't you? And the, the crazy thing about this project, it happened one night. We were in a sound booth, a few of us, and they were ordering. One of the guys is from Singapore, and he was ordering Chinese food, and he put on a really heavy accent to order it, and we were all laughing. It was just one of these cra- – it was late, and everybody was, like, crazy. And, and out of that came a character, and out of that came a series. Wow. Yeah. Wait. It's just like that, isn't it? Sometimes organic it's, is sometimes the best. Yeah. So, you know, so that's in the, you know, mm. my friend and I are working on a podcast. You know, it, I think if you're a creative person, you have to create. Yeah. You know, 100%. It's, it's in the, it's in the blood. It is in the blood. I agree. It, I'm the same. It is. Yeah, you're I love your your I watch a lot of your shows and I just I find them so informative and you're so warm and welcoming Thank and you. they're fun to watch. I appreciate it. Which tells it. me that you like what you do. Oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh Carol is one of the most amazing actors and also very professional. Very proud of you, Carol. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> Will you do more voices in the future? Because you're amazing, Carol. Yes, I am. I'm working on something, but of course, can't tell can't anyone. Tell is this? A, can a you tell us game. what it is? It's a game. Okay. The game. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah, a low boy. You know, it's. I'm going to tell you. I don't get hired. I mean, when I was doing all that anime. Because when you work, they you become like this little group of people that work. So they'd say, Carol, pick up that, you know, that five-year, pick up that little girl. And you're like, okay. And I, I also do a, I used to do a lot of looping. Mm. So when you do looping, you know, sometimes the, the client will say to you, you have four contracts. And so it's you, another woman. So you get used to pulling these voices out of your back pocket. Yeah. You know, I cast um, this movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? And and then they ended up voicing in it. And then then they only gave me two contracts for the director's cut. And they're like, no, three, me and two guys. I'm like, there's little girls in there. And they're like, you just do all the voices. So you end up building your own repertoire just because. Mm. But I'm kind of known more for the lower voiced. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, 
I always say, let the people that that's what they talk, you know, that's who they are. There's enough work for them. Let them do them. And I'll take all the other, you know, I'll do the other. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think there's enough work for everybody. Is this a big game or what do we know? You can't say anything. I don't want to be in I, trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm really good about, you know. Yeah. It, uh, Keep it locked. That's all good. And honestly, half the time I don't know how big, you know. Yeah, it's hard I to predict, isn't it? With somebody who does know. You know, when I went up for Wasteland 3, I said to my friend Elliot, I'm like, do you ever play Wasteland? You know, because I have to then get the the feel of it, you know. So so then we were looking at clips. And so I'm always going to my gamer friends going, do you know this game? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. And um, <laughs> but. Well, if you yeah, need any most- tips, I'll tell you, because I'm, I'm entrenched in the world. In the world. Uh. <laughs> I'm hoping to. Call of Duty. Dan, yeah. Is Call of Duty big, Dan? No, asking for do, no reason. I want to do weapons and fighting. Oh, I think you'd smash it as a general. Oh, just, what do you reckon? A general of the – a commander or yes. something like that. You'd, you'd dominate. You'd be yes. a force. I just – I feel it. I'm like, okay, I've got to put that out there. Because who knew that this was going to be, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, and I love, you know, I, I feel like my mother would be so proud, all those dance lessons. I'm gonna, when I tell you that I took dance for a long time. Is that what you wanted to do? Well, or? Because in New York, when you're training, it's very different than here. Everybody sings, everybody dances, and everybody's studying acting. It's not like it just was the thing to do. you got to have it all, right? You, you have to be this well-rounded person. Mm. And so it was just what we did. I didn't think, but I knew it wasn't where my strengths slide. You know, I auditioned for Chorus Line and I couldn't do a triple pirouette and I got cut and that I was like, okay, I don't think I like this. You know, I mean, now they're now triple pirouettes are a joke, <laughs> you know, because now everybody's flying through the air. and <laughs> But all that dance, it's kind of humorous. I've seen it come in my life. The first commercial I booked was dancing, you know, and the yeah. director said to me, you, it's like somebody pushed a button, you know, and we danced down the streets of Florida for this commercial. And I said, oh, I'm glad all this training, you know, is coming. It's, it's coming into play, you know, of where it gets used. Mm-hmm. It's, so I don't know that there's always an immediate connection to it. But I understand it now, you know. But you don't regret it. You don't regret No, not at all. No. 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 I wish that I had kept up with the piano more. That's my only, you know, regret. Because really, I, (laughs) if I'm at my sister's house, it's sort of like, oh, God, is she going to, is she going to try to play that piece? (laughs) Um, Palumbra here says, question for Carol. Could you say Rose, Rose, yes, please? Rose, Rose, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't help but laugh, even though in the game it's you know it's very intimidating, and you know. My brother-in-law but, is now even doing. <laughs> well, he's, he's impersonating doing you, is he? 
Yes, he's impersonating me. <laughs> um, how does he? How does he go? No good. I don't know. He might be on. You can ask him to open his mic. Um, <laughs> but he does the rose line and the <laughs> and the riddle line, which is one of my favorite lines. It's only a riddle if you don't know the answer. Oh, yeah. That's a great <laughs> I mean, I line. You know, it, uh, yeah, we went through a lot of different, there were a lot of different scripts. And I'm telling you, my first, my audition script had none of this in it. You know, none of, she was very, one of my lines was, um, my life is faith. That was my, <laughs> that was one of my audition lines. So I'm thinking, wow, we've come a long way from, you know. It, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a lot of the glory to Mother Miranda, glory to Mother Miranda, kind of thing, and. But she's really saying it to herself. <laughs> yes, isn't she? She's very. <laughs> Very self-centered <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> uh, I know. I mean, a I'm, if I was a shapeshifter, maybe I would do the same. Uh, um, please tell Carol you that I that one of her students has no doubt she'll be back for more Resident Evil, even if they don't bring back the Hag, because you are amazing. Oh, you thank you. Uh GM says, NDAs are so annoying. That's why I could never become an actor. I couldn't handle the pressure. You know, I do understand it. I understand that, you know, and Todd actually explained this to me. He said, it's really true. It can kill a game. And, but I've been signing them for stuff for years that, you know, for everything. You really do sign them. I've signed them for small movies, you know. So yeah. I'm so used to it now that I don't really. And I'll tell you, since we created this project, Le Gong, when we would send it to somebody, we'd have them sign NDAs. And then I understood it. Right. And I went, oh, we don't want them stealing our, oh. You know, so you, you get it a little more when it's your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's it's a part of it. Is there any project yeah. that you don't have to sign one on? Well, certainly theater. Um, yeah. I haven't signed anything on, on theater. Um, but there would have never been a game or anime that you would have not signed one, surely. Um, no anime, but I will tell you, when I did a voice replacement on Lady Vosh in... For episode, it was episode two, I think, in World of Warcraft. And that world was kind of new to me when I did that. And I wasn't sure why I was replacing and all that stuff. But I found out it was okay to do it. You know, I contacted. I didn't want to do something that I shouldn't be doing. Uh, I, you know, I didn't know why the actress wasn't there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I got the green light from some people. And they said, no, 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 she's cool. And so... There were like four guys in a room when I signed my paperwork. And I'm like, it was really strange to me. I'm like, 
okay, here, you know, and I understand it's all very, I'm not sure that would happen today. You know, now it would be like they email it to you, you know, but I was like, this is very interesting, you know, and I wasn't going to do anything, but, you know, that's a little bit, I was just so happy to intimidating, be isn't it though? It's, it's always intimidating. <laughs> You know, the, the thing that people don't realize with the video game world and stuff. Yeah. You know, the last time I worked on Wasteland, you know, if if they know you, you obviously don't get sent a script. If they don't know you, you know, they'll send you sometimes a script, to make sure you know. But so I show up, there's like 14 pages of dialogue, which is very common. You know, you get the lines and then come all the efforts. Oh, you know, the efforts. Pages yeah. and pages of efforts. So it's funny. I've been asking some kids that I know. I'm like, did you play the game? Because I'm supposedly get uh, um, burned in the fire. You know, I died in the fire, supposedly. And I want somebody to tell me what it looks like. <laughs> because, you know, you're doing all these efforts of you're reading them. Burned at the stake. Throwing up. You know, pages of But them. they're the last things you do, aren't they? The efforts. They're the last things yeah. you do. Yeah. It's funny, for a lot of people, they feel like, oh, they're exhausted. For me, they energize me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're the first person that said that. Wow. It's Look, it depends how much – the guys do a lot of screaming, you know. I'm still doing screaming, but, you know, my first job in anime was Shima in Gundam 83, and she was always getting – driving these planes and getting blowing people out of planes. So I was kind of reared in screaming, you know, out of screaming out of planes, talking into jars. Yeah. So <laughs> do we like it? No, but honestly I've never lost my voice. You know really now maybe when I do Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the one. That'll be the one that gets you, I reckon. <laughs> I I know a lot of the guys won't do them. They'll, they want to do them on a Friday so they have the, the weekend to, you know, save their um, – yeah, I never it, – maybe it's all that singing training, even though I'm not yeah. singing. You know. That would it's, help. It's – you know, I still vocally warm up before jobs. I mean, you have to. It's, it's part of your job. Are you a honey and – is it honey and lemon or tea or what's the usual no. combo? When I was singing, which had a short-lived career, um, my sister is a singer, um, and so I I never was going to be that person, that, but I was trying to be that person, you know, that would sing on Broadway. And I was so neurotic with the honey and the lemon that I wasn't having a life. It was always oh. like, oh, I can't eat that. Oh, Too I much of a talk- process, yeah. It was. I was neurotic, and I finally went one day, and I remember the day when I called my sister and said, you know what, I think I'm going to focus on drama. You know, I think I'm going to... And she was like, that's a good idea. (laughs) Because it was too much... It wasn't fun. People that sing effortlessly, that's who should be singing. But, But I have a lot of singing training. So I think part of that training has kept my voice in shape. Maybe there's a deleted scene with the the hag singing somewhere. Something, <laughs> hey? See, you're putting it out into the universe. I like that. Uh, you know they're doing a DLC, so you never know. You might be back. I do. I'm waiting by the phone. I'm like, <laughs> oh, 
I'm I'm available. <laughs> um, you know, I want to see everybody. It's yeah, I know. Uh, it's kind of crazy because it really, I saw Todd at ADR sessions. You know, we would be coming and going at, during COVID and stuff, and that's kind of it. So, it's 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 so strange for me that I didn't see anybody since the table read. Only Neil. It's bizarre. I met him one day. Yeah, it's crazy. Sabre so. here says, it's honestly really nice to see a seasoned actor talk so openly about the process and the business. Oh. Well, if you love it, it will love you back. That's the way I feel about it. I don't stay in anything that I don't enjoy. When I stopped singing professionally, like, you know, going to... Mm. I, I never looked back. Do I love to sing? I do. Did it cause me? I was like, this isn't what this should be. So the interesting thing when you have a career that's varied, there have been times when I went, I think I'm going to try to do film work now, which is what I did when I was in New York. I had a voiceover agent there, but I got really this thing to do film work. And my manager's like, let's get you some film work because there's a lot of money there, you know? And then I was like, Oh, this is fun. You know? So I kind of go where. What are you feeling? Following your heart kind Mm. of thing. Like now I'm like possessed with wanting to do motion capture. I just. (laughs) Is your manager like, can you stop? I'm looking. (laughs) Please. (laughs) No, I know her a long time and Uh, she's great. Yeah. She's just great. You know, I have agents and I, yeah. But I know my manager a really long time. Sorry, and yeah, she, the agents, yeah. She knows what I really do. You know, she knows the kind of work I really love to do and what I do. You know, you can only hope that as an actor, that whoever reps you really knows what you do. Mm. You know, they know at the core of what you like to do. and And so I kind of try to go after, even if it's not like a huge part line wise but it's really interesting why not if you're free and it's not going to conflict with something else you know it's so I've always kind of done that I just I put it out you know but now I honestly I'm just like I was listening to somebody's podcast and they were talking about Call of Duty I'm like okay it's out in the air now you know it's because I want to do fighting that was the only thing I Kind of, I wanted, I wanted to fight as her, you know, with her. With her <laughs> I wanted that's to. That's like, a different game. Yeah. I know that. No, but that's. I, I love it. I love it. People, just, people I, also love that you're in um, Trigon and Cowboy Bebop. Got a lot of fans of those shows here as well. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know until I knew. Yeah. You know, Dominique was a cool character. Dominique the Cyclops, just a cool. You know, I'm kind of drawn to those. I like when they look a kind of a certain way. It's that was kind of important to me at the beginning, even though it's kind of silly. But I loved that look of them. I'm like, oh, if I mm. looked like, her, you know, because you get to really be them. You know, mm. you you know what they look like, and you're like, oh, she's sexy and she's, you know, shapely, and and I like that. And and for me personally, it helps me find the voice. You know, when you can see. I, yeah, you don't always get that 
luxury. But when you do, and they're, I used to, they used to laugh at me because I go, oh my God, she's so sexy. And she, you know, and they'd be like, here's your script, you know, like, but I like the, I like, I like the whole feel of it. Could you? I think that's the, the acting thing. Did you see what the hag looked like when you, did you know what she, no, really? No, d- not, not at the get go. No. No. But then there, then there's a screen up there, and you're like, you sort of have a little bit of an idea, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, but once she got nicknamed the Hag, I kind of had an idea <laughs> that, that she wasn't going to look like the prophetess. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, honestly, I'm completely good with it. I, it's a cat, it's a character at the end of the day, isn't it? But yeah, you would be surprised. There's a casting director in New York, and when I first went to audition there, she sent my manager a note, and she said, tell her please not to come with makeup on. And I'm thinking, I would never come with makeup on for that role, but they knew I was coming from L.A. And I said to my manager, I would never wear makeup for that part. And I said, done and done. (laughs) Like, I was so happy, but I never would have. And once I'm casting director, I said to her, she said, well, you know, you're from L.A. So I said, but originally I'm from here. You know, I'm a Jersey girl at heart. Uh, so, you know, I never would have. It, it's just a different. It's a different. Different. The coasts are different. There's I've a big that. respect for the work in New York. Like when you're working in a room at an audition, you really feel like you're working. It's a, it's just different. You don't it's like the acting is appreciated and you feel this right. freedom. It's a pretty strange thing. Right. But because I've done both, I, I feel the difference. I try to take that into rooms here, but it's always very fast and furious here. It's more than it is in New York. It's like, it doesn't ever feel like anybody's in a rush. Yeah, right. It's very interesting. It's a different, there's... It's like an unspoken rule, sort of. Yep. Yeah. That it's about the work. Mm. And it's always about the work. I've had discussions with casting directors. They're like, you know, because if a casting director in New York likes you, they bring you in for things and you're like, you know, on every series they have, they'll bring you in and you're like, if you go, I don't really feel like I'm right for this part. And so I would go, though, of course, and go, you know, what do you think about, you know, I'd ask questions. Mm. Like, where can I put me in that part? Right. How can I how can I make sure that I to try to book it, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if they're like lawyer parts and stuff like that. I always want to bring in a part of myself that is really going to going to show them what I do, not what people think the lawyer. You know, it's that whole. It's it's like playing the stereotype. I've, I've really not done that. Because it hasn't really been afforded to me to do that. You know, character actors just kind of pave their way with their work. And it's like, does that mean everybody's going to like you? No. Does it mean that you'll, when you get when you get to whatever you get, it's just going to feel real? I was listening to Robert Duvall, who's this older actor, who I just loved all his work, you know. And I was listening to an interview that he did on a talk show, and he said, you know, it's about getting out of your own way as an actor. He said, it's not about putting on, it's about 
letting it evolve through you. And I went, yes, I understand that. You know, it. Don't put anything on. It's got to be no, authentic. It has, to, it has to be the parts of you that you're you're letting people see. Yeah. I don't think I'm a lunatic. I don't mean that, but <laughs> but it's it's being free enough to show it and be okay with that. And that's kind of cool. You know, even when I did I did this anime called The Big O, and I played this character, Kelly Fitzgerald, and she cries because her husband gets killed. I mean, it's an anime. And I was really crying in the booth. <laughs> and I could feel the director kind of like uncomfortable. Like, I don't think a lot of people do that, but I don't know how to work any other way. Like, I would have never... It was a very dramatic scene. It's one of my favorite things I've done, you know. Was it hard for you to get there, or was it easy? No. No. That's why I booked Eminem's music video, to be honest with you. They needed somebody who could cry on cue, and I said to my agent, that's it? They said, that's what they said. I said, well, that I can do, you know. I mean, for me, that's a piece of cake. But literally, I went to the audition and just they're like, okay, can you cry for us? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And, and I mean, that was it's crazy. It. Yeah. But that was it. And then, but the coolest part of that job, honestly, was being directed by Dr. Dre. Did he direct I, that? He directed it. Oh, my goodness. And they were so respectful to me because, you know, sometimes music videos, you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do this because you you hear people say you're going to be there 14 hours. You're going to hate your life. And but my people were like, you have to do this. It's Eminem. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. That they was at the height, near the, at the height of his popularity, sort of. Or, oh, mm. it, it was crazy. They were so kind to me. They drove me to the cemetery you know, I did my thing up on the hill. He was talking to me through a walkie-talkie with a, you know, an AD up there, a guy helping me out. Cry less, cry more, do this, do that, do this, do that. Uh, for about an hour. And then they took me back down the hill and drove me back to my car. I was like, this is the easiest job. And he was so respectful to me. And the one of the second AD guy up there said to me, they're not used to actors. You've yeah. just made his life really easy today. I'm like, this is like, I would do this, you know, it was like a piece of cake. And who knew what it was, you know. You don't know. Well, you didn't know the scope of that video would be? Did, excuse me? You didn't know the scope of what the video would become? Like how pop, no. How crazy. Nope. No, you just get, you get these you get these sides and you're like, this is where you're crying. <laughs> you're a mother crying at a grave. I'm like, okay, that I can do. And I, it's, this is what I mean. I, as I step into each world, that's why I like to keep expanding my horizon. I hadn't done a music video. So then to get Eminem's music, you know what I mean? It's just been a gift. And so when I decided I wanted to step into mocap, did I know it was going to be Resident Village Evil 8? No. <laughs> you know, so I feel really blessed that I, I am a believer in, you know, what you put out there. I had a manager many, many years ago who said to me, you know, when you put energy out into the universe, 
And I said, but when does it come back to me? You know, I was a young actor. And she said, when it's supposed to. And I understand that now. You know, it's like you put it out there, like I did with the mocap. It was just something I felt. I felt this very strong pull to do it. I wanted to put the outfit on. I wanted to have the head cam on. I, you know, and then I went crazy. I'm like, okay, now I have to do more of this. Uh, you know, now I want to. Yeah. So if you don't expand yourself, how do you know what you're missing? Right. Uh, if you don't, if you don't try, how do you know what's what you could be good at? Right. Uh, there were a few people that went, oh, mocap, okay, yeah, all right, you know, like, and I would look at them, I go, well, why? What, well, you know, because I think when people think mocap, they think Call of Duty, right? Only, yeah, you know? yeah and I'm yeah. like, there's a lot between Call of Duty, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just, oh, I hope, I hope you get the call back again. For this, or even just in, I want to see you more stuff, Carol. Really, you just Thanks, you knocked it out of the park. You really did. Thanks, I appreciate that. Um, I what I do. Is is there any is there any advice that you can give um, to upcoming actors or in in any job? Really, it doesn't have to be acting; it can relate to anything. But is there any advice that yes. you carry along along your journey? That you can. I. This is something I say to people a lot these days. I say, get off your phone and live your life. <laughs> yeah. Because what I see, and you see it at auditions, you absolutely see it. You see this disconnect. You know, acting is about listening and reacting. It's not about this. And that is my big, I say it at least a few times a week. I said, do not live on your phone. It's not a relationship. Yes, we all, I have a smartphone, you know, but, but I love people. To me, you, you have to like people if you want to be an actor. Like I'm completely fascinated by people, but my mom was, you know, like it, it's, it's sort of, we were bred that way. My mom used to come out and visit me for every birthday and stuff. And one time I took her to, we were at some, some carnival and I went to get her an ice cream cone. And I'm like, where'd she go? My mother was like famous for, she would talk to everybody. And she was sitting <laughs> on a bench talking to a homeless man, which of course freaked me out. Sounds like my nan. Yeah. And I was like, mom, you know, like I've got your cone, like come this way. And she's like, I'm talking to this man. <laughs> like, but I was kind of raised like everybody loved my mom, you know, so we were kind of raised with people, you know, it was talking to people, not, I, I don't have a relationship only with my phone. And I think that's the biggest advice I have for actors because I see, I see what it's done to their careers. I see the disconnect, you know. Do you think social is media is a bad thing? No, no, I don't, and I have to get better at it. <laughs> My sound engineer friend said, uh, when are you going to do that uh, Instagram page? We're, like, waiting. I'm like, I know, I know. Um, but, no, I don't think it's a bad thing Okay. I, at all. I just think if Too at much all, of a good thing is bad, yeah. You no, know, I, I mean is 
a friend, a friend of mine was telling me he teaches at a college and he said he was driving to his job one day and there was a, there was an accident by the school. And he said he pulled his car over and jumped out of the car because it was very close to the college and it could have been a student. He said, no, there were more people filming it than going to help. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's this disconnect of we're living our life in our phone. We're not living to me. When I'm with people, we now Put the that phone away. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just leave it in my purse. Yeah. Because so happy, especially now. You know, I was kind of famous for not doing a whole lot during COVID, um, like at all. I know a lot of people were doing more than I was doing. And so my birthday was in May. And it was the first time I actually went out with friends like across the street to a really cool place. And and we were there for four hours because I was finally out of the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and now things are, are better. Mm. But, you know, serious business. But to me, that connection, you know, I, I can't explain it, but it's really about living life. It's really about having a life, having life experience. You know, I get, I, sometimes I'm around places where there's casting people and I never talk about myself. You know, I'm talking about myself now, but at a, like a party or something, I absolutely would never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would talk about, you know, and somebody, it's been actually, somebody said to me, oh, she didn't even mention that. She said, yeah, she won't do that. You know, because that that's not, when I, when I was casting a lot, when you saw that actor walking towards you at a function, you were like, no, because, you know, they wanted something. You know, a smart actor comes over and goes, oh, I love your, you know, your haircut. How are your holiday? You know, you want to talk about life, not about acting. So that's really my biggest thing. I say all the time, go have experiences so you have something to act. Mm. how to act that if you have no life experience and you're not going to get that this way you're going to read about it but go have that life experience you're a hundred percent right that to me is you know that was my you know whenever i get a little bored like it's like okay i've done a lot of that now what and that's where the mocap came from. I'm like, but I haven't done that. I could do that. It's yeah. acting, you know. So I'm not far fetched enough. I'm not going to be dancing in the ballet, you know, in the Nutcracker. But I, I think that if you put your foot forward and try to do something, first of all, something else can happen as a result of it. I didn't set out to be a director. I just needed a day job <laughs> as, a voice, <clears throat> as a voice actor. Yeah. And yeah. one day, my the lady who ran the company said to me, "I'm going to Disneyland with my girlfriend. Run the session." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Honestly, true story. <laughs> because I already knew what I was doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a voice actor, <laughs> and literally that I was like, and the sound engineer said to me, "I got you." And then we became friends. Wow. Yeah. And then I started directing. You know, it was a really easy fit for me. 
but it's not something I aspired. It wasn't like, I'm going to do this. It was like, no, I need a job so I can go act. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's very interesting. And I feel I'm grateful that I keep trying to remain open to do more things. Yeah. Right. You, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll sing in a show. I don't know. It's not something I'm actually looking for. You never know. You never know. You don't know. There's no rules about this. No. You know, when I I started out as an actor, there were a lot more rules. It was the Procter Gamble they used to call PG, which, of course, I didn't fit, which meant, you know, if you weren't PG, you know, they they were shaping me to look like that, but I really wasn't that. And so now there's no rules. So it's like... It's the greatest time to be an actor. It honestly I've heard is. that before from a lot of people. There are no... No barriers to entry. Yeah. There's no barriers. You can be who you are. Yeah. There's such a freedom in that to allow who you are to come out through your work. You mm. know? It's... it's So for me, because I was... I, I had the other. Now it's like, woohoo! You know, so when I have characters like the hag, I'm like, oh, and someone's paying me for this, you know. So it's something that intrigues me more. They're, they're not the, I know what I'm right for and what I'm what I'm not right for, you know. I always have a pretty good idea when I go up for something, if I'm going to be one of the three being considered. You do at the stage, you know. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean I didn't give a good audition. It just means... I don't know that I would hire me for this. You know, I can do it, but I also know when I'm going to be, it's just a thing you, you feel. Yeah. You go, I'm going to be close for this. It's a weird thing. It's, and then of course there's type, you know, there's, if they want that, I went up for shameless and I thought I gave a kick-ass audition. I was really like, and Shameless was going to be a little bit different for me because there was nudity. And I was like, who wants to pay to, they want to, who wants to watch me take off my clothes? <laughs> and I, I, I said to yeah. Andrew, are you sure you want me to go up for this? And she said, it's Shameless and it's a recurring part. Of course you're going up for it. Wow. And so then I put that idea out of my head. But the truth is, everybody was twice my size at the audition. There was me. In my little red slip, in my high heels, you have to play to your strengths. I'm not a big woman. And the person who they ended up hiring was really two of me. Okay. So that, and I'm not calling her names. That she just was, they were going for a different look. Because they thought it would be, I watched the episode because it was a recurring So you think if you were bigger, you could have got the role? Yeah, but I wouldn't, yes. Well. Yeah. So there's still a bit of that. There still is a bit of that. In, in Hollywood and that. You know, it's a site, it's a gag. If you're going for, if you're using it for that reason, you know, then it becomes a thing. Mm. I'm not going to do that to work. It's not who I am. But I definitely saw when I watched the episode, I went, oh, yeah, that's not what I brought to the role. You know, because that's not who I am. I played her, you know, I was like the sex person with her little red slip on not it wasn't going to be a joke about weight yeah, right. so there's that stuff that you have to consider and honestly you know sitting in on and on so many voiceover auditions 
you really know when you hear it. It's fascinating. You'll have a tape of, you know, whatever, 20 people, and there'll be those two. And you'll be like, it's going to be one of those. That easy. It's, yeah. It's that easy. Isn't and that so funny? once I always say every actor should cast, they should find something to cast because you become a better actor and you become a better actor and a better voice actor. There's no question about it because you see what people are doing. They're like, why is that person doing that? Why, why is that person not doing that? You know, and, and then you don't do that. Do you, you notice know? the quality difference straight away as well? Like do the cream of the crop stand out? Yeah. Except I will tell you a story that happened once. I got a phone call at the studio from the UPN, from the big guys, yep. saying, we want the guy from the 11 to 2 spot on a radio station. And I went, do you know his name? They're like, no, but get him. I'm like, okay. So I call the radio station and it was this lovely guy, Tom. And so I said, could, could I, you know, I need to get in touch with Tom. Well, Tom hadn't really done voiceover, you know, but they liked his voice and Tom was also dyslexic. So Tom comes into the booth. We call him up. He comes into audition and he's dyslexic. So he's reading things backwards and stuff. My boss got up and walked out the door. And so I was left to direct him and I loved him because he was so funny. You know, he got the whole account. It made her crazy because it, it's not who you would think. He would make mistakes that you can't direct somebody to do. And yeah, they were yeah. funny. They yeah, were funny. Right, right. Now, he took his weakness and made it a strength. Yeah. And so then they wanted him to do that on everything. But he had that whole show account. And he quit his radio job. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. He started working voiceover like crazy. So I always say to people, you don't know where that's coming from. You know? Uh, you don't know. You have to be you have to be ready. You know, you have to be trained. And you have to be available. So it's 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 that whole thing of training meets opportunity meets luck, you know. It, it's a crazy thing. I could have, I guess, just as easily not been on this, you know? And, but I went after it. it was, it's not somebody didn't get me this appointment. I got myself this appointment. So I didn't wait for somebody to get me this appointment. Um, so I think that's also what I say to people. I said, what do you want to do? Get out there. Then go do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, find a way. Yeah. Just like you, you started your show, and it's such a great. You're good at it, you know. Not everybody's good at it, you know. Mm. It, so I think we all find where we're supposed to land. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. Are there any um, upcoming projects you can talk about with us, Carol, or is everything locked up? We just got to stay tuned. And I can't talk about them. I'm so okay. sorry. Are we? It, are they this year? Next year? Soon? You know, everything got weird with the COVID thing. Although I was working in the studio, I was still finishing actually Wasteland Three, and I was dubbing a movie during COVID. And honestly, I felt the safest in the studios. Yeah, the rules were so strict. I felt 
so safe there. You know, it was just you and the sound engineer, nobody else in the building. I mean, it was great. I was like, you know, you have to buzz to get in. So, um, so we were working during them, but there are two things, but you know, I, yeah. So I don't want to get into any trouble, no, um, no. but no, I'll keep you informed. Please do. Uh, no, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on for the, I think the last couple of hours have flown by Carol. Oh my gosh. Have I talked that long? <laughs> I just looked at the time. I couldn't believe it, but um, that's when you that know it's a great convo. Yes. Hey. Hey, yeah. What was it's that? The Italian part of me, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you're, are you on any socials that I can? Can I plug anything of yours? Is it your website? Well, when I do my Instagram, I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible. It's really it's a bad thing of me. And I did post what you sent me, though. I'm like, you have to post this. And some of my friends know that I'm bad at it, so they're like, I posted it on. And my manager posted it, and, but I did post it. Uh, but I have to get better at it, and I know it. I was talking to a guy who works a lot in animation, and he said to me, Carol, I just lost a job. And he's it doesn't get bigger than him. He said, I just lost a job because somebody had more followers than me. Wow. He said, we're in that world now. Yeah. Step in. You know, so I have to get a little better at that, and I know it. I, I, it's not one of my, yeah, yeah. you'll work it's, it's on it. It's just not something right. I'm great at yeah. talking about myself. I mean, I'm talking about myself today, but I, I typically, I'm not a person who like posts on Facebook every day. Like, look at me. And I, I just don't, but yeah. I did post this because I'm like, this is special. Oh, thank you. Carol. <laughs> you know, like, thank you. Carol. I appreciate <laughs> it. And I have to look at it that way. I, you know, I know some people that post, you know, I planted a rose today. You know, like, like, I don't care. You know, like, so <laughs> I'm careful about, you know, I support my friends and I, I'm not saying don't post, but I'm saying I don't need to know what you're doing every minute of the no, day. No, yeah. So I've kind of gotten this weird thing, but I know I need to get better at it because then I'll attract Call of Duty. That's it. And I know that because it's the world about that now. So when I have something to tell you, I will. You will be the first to know. Oh, thanks, Carol. Well, I look forward to interviewing you when you're the lead character in the next Call of Duty. Hey, thank you. How does that sound? Yeah, I like your idea, Lieutenant. I like the corporal. Yeah. I, oh, I, like I, th- I think you'd be perfect for it. I see it seriously, and uh, you'd be a badass. And I have a friend who's doing some sound engineer for it. So we're getting oh, closer. Okay. Keep him close. <laughs> oh, he's a great guy. He's, he's a great, great, great friend. And a good sound engineer too, but a great friend as well. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Carol, for coming on. I, oh, thank I do, you. I do need a favor from you before I let you go, if that's all right. Sure. Um, is there anything the prophetess, the hag, can say about Dan? As we wrap this one up. <laughs> oh. Improv. Improv improv scene. Oh, Dan. You'll know more about him if you watch his show. <laughs>
love that laugh. I love that laugh. That is such a good laugh. Oh, amazing. Oh, thank you, Carol. Thanks so much for taking the time out today. I know you're a busy woman, so we, we real, well, all really you. appreciate it. Everyone's it was had, a pleasure. Everyone's a had pleasure. nothing but nice things show. to say in the chat. It was a so, pleasure. Thank you. No, beautiful. Well, I look Bye, forward to Bye, everybody who's watching. They're still here. <laughs> oh, they are. They are. They're saying thank you so much. That laugh's epic. Amazing laugh, amazing voice. Thank you, Carol, for coming on. Bye, Carol. Sweet lady, excellent interview. Nice as ever. So if you're ever feeling down, Carol, just come back to this and you'll get a kick. Well, when I do my Instagram page, Dan, I'll post it on there. Just let me know and I'll I'll help you out. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it. And thanks so much. No, nah, my pleasure. What time is it? In, what time is it where you are? Uh 9.45 a.m. At night. At a, no, a.m. A.m. Oh, AM. Yeah, I'm so, so I've, ki- I've kicked off the day beautifully talking to you. Oh, oh yeah. So you started early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that's that's how I like to do it. So, no. Nah. All good, Carol. I'll let you go. But well, I really. i watching you. You better. All right, take care, Dan. You too. Take care. Bye, everybody.